Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Narcissistic. I am your host, Dr. Yaya Marie, and thank you so much for coming back and tuning in. Hi to all of the listeners at iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you give your girls some feedback. Make sure you comment. Let's start a dialogue. Let's connect. Wherever you are, whatever part of the world that you're from, I would love to hear from you. Also, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Give me a subscribe. Anything helps the channel. As you already know, this is a fairly new channel and we want to get the word out. Just like you are now hearing my voice, let everyone hear the truth of what narcissism really is, okay? Because I can assure you, it is more than just a selfish person looking in the mirror, okay? Now, listen. Um, I also want to give a thank you to everyone who has purchased their book, When Satan Plays Match Matchmaker, Exploring the Spiritual Side of Narcissism. It is available on virtually all platforms. We have Apple Books and we have um, Script, what is it, Barnes & Noble, um, but mainly it is available in your country on Amazon. So Kudos to you and a big thank you if you have already purchased your book. Now, tonight, 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 listen, we are talking about family. And I thought this was really fitting because, of course, this is the holiday season or time of the year where, you know, we're talking more to your our families or they're reaching out more. And, you know, you just want to possibly spend time with your family. And I pose the question, you know, we are family or are we? Let's talk toxic family. What if you're born into a, a toxic family? Of course, we cannot help <laughs> what we're born into, but we can definitely help who we choose to entertain or who we choose to welcome inside of our world as family. So I titled this, We Are Family. You know, like the song, We Are Family. <laughs> or Are We? Hmm. And, you know, this is, this is just the perfect segue because, you know, who is really your family? You may find yourself surrounded by toxic relatives where, you know, their, their criticisms, I mean, they sting and their judgments, they, they're deep. It's a constant battle to shield yourself from negativity, or it's a challenge to maintain your own self-worth in the meantime. And we're, we're, we're dealing with toxic family, their criticisms and their attitude toward you. It's relentless. It's relentless. I mean, you're trying to navigate your way through uh, toxic barbecues, and it's like a, a minefield <laughs> tiptoeing around their bombs. And you just want you just want some barbecue. You just want some potato salad. You just want the beans. You may want some barbecue chicken, but to get to all of that, you have to tiptoe around their toxic and degrading questions. You have to tiptoe around their looks of disgust, 
I mean, let's really talk about it. And it's, it is a, a, it's a struggle because you want to believe that, okay, this is my family and they want the best for me. They want the best for me. And I mean, who, who doesn't, I mean, when we're dealing with toxic family, it's very important to remember that everyone does not think like you. Everyone is not on the same level as in, as your empathic ways. They're not at the same level. There's some people walking this earth that don't have empathy. They don't have compassion. They don't have the will to do right. They don't have a conscience that says, oh, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. They don't have that. And guess what? Some of us may be born into a family just like that. So I do understand that it is a real struggle to navigate the holidays or, you know, so-called holidays, because a lot of us are moving away from these, um, these, the worldly type holidays. But let's say if you do want to get together with your family, it is human nature to feel, to want to feel that you belong. You want to feel that you have a family that you can call on. That is human nature. You aren't wrong for that. In fact, if someone does not have, um, that nature that says, okay, I actually, you know, I long for someone else. And that is how they are for their whole entire life. You know, then we're getting into a, you know, different personality disorders, which I, you know, we can't get into that right now. That's just a whole different ball game. So it is human nature to want to belong to something, to want to belong to a family, to want to have something to yourself or someone to call or someone to lean on. Now we know that with a narcissist, that can't happen because when you're in a narcissistic relationship, you are family to the narcissist but the narcissist is not family to you. You can do everything in your power to please the narcissist. I mean, you have to be their personal ATM, their actual, you know, their personal teacher or their personal doctor. You have to counsel them, be their personal Uber driver or janitor, everything that you do is about the narcissist. It's their world and you just live in it. But when you want someone to call on, when you need a family to call on, it won't be there because a narcissist is self-centered. They're self-centered. Now, how are we going to navigate these types of people? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, Matthew 12, and we're talking about our Lord and Savior, our Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. I, I just thought this was so, um, this is so appropriate and so fitting because y'all, you don't really, you don't really hear this scripture a lot. And it is um, Matthew 12, 46 through 50 where Jesus was talking to a crowd and his mother and his brothers stood outside, right? And they wanted to talk to him. 
So the, the verse says, someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And he replied, talking about the Messiah, he said, who is my mother and my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Wow. Here we see an example of Jesus of Nazareth who is basically saying, yes, we are related by blood, but are they really my family? I mean, there was no animosity because of course we're not called to be, you know, holding a grudge towards people. We're not called to be, you know, having an attitude because of what someone did. We are called to forgive, right? And as you can see, even our Messiah, he's, he is saying, who is my mother? Who is my father? They are the ones that are doing the will of the father. That is who is my real mother. That is who is my real brother or sister. So I really, I truly believe that Jesus was letting us know that, you know, for, for those of us who are battling with little to no family, or you're battling the dynamic between toxic relatives that, hey, who actually is your family? Don't, you're battling people that may not really be your family. Yes, they may, be, they may be related to you, but that doesn't make us family. The ones who are serving the most high God, the ones who are following the directions of him, that is my mother. That is my brother. So don't feel bad because, you know, well, I can't tell you to not feel bad. Of course, you are a human with feelings. And that is what sets, sets us apart from narcissists and toxic people is because we have the ability to be empathic. We have empathy. But what I really want to say is don't feel so bad because that because you may be feeling lonely. Okay. So, cause you know, usually with my experience with, um, coaching people and, you know, just even statistically speaking, a lot of us who have gone through MPD have mothers or fathers or some type of family member that actually is a narcissist. And then, you know, as you grow, you know, the family dynamic changes. And I remember, um, I have a good friend that I remember her telling me that, of course, you know, you love your child, your babies. And as they grow up, you also mourn, you also mourn them because you know, you, you will never hold uh, that baby again. You know, once that child grows up, you can't revert them back to a baby. Like that, that's, that's, that's over and done with. So as you grow up, you do have a different dynamic. You may not be parenting them as in changing diapers, but you're parenting your child or a loved one or someone that you view as a child, you're parenting them differently. The dynamic between them, between parent and child 
changes. Okay. So we do have family that we're, we're battling not only how they were as we were children. For instance, your mother could have been a different person than how she is now as an adult because people grow and change. But not only that, you may have been too young to notice certain factors in your father or your mother. Okay, so that's, we don't want to get caught up in, okay, well, I'm just going to spend this whole entire, you know, these, these years that I've been putting on this, that I've been put on this earth because I'm feeling sad because my mother does should, she should have loved me better. She should have loved me differently. And, you know, this is something I, I also had to come to grips with because, um, you know, dealing with a fatherless, uh, atmosphere with a, a wound of a fatherless, um, a soul wound, a soul fragmentation that happened to me. And I really, what helped me was, you know, sometimes people are just a vessel where you have to be put on this earth. We don't know the reason until, you know, you come into your own, but you don't necessarily know the reason why you're put on this earth, but you do need a vessel. A vessel is a mother and a father. You need those two to be born through woman. Okay. So I can't go on my life saying, oh, my father, you know, if he would have did this, he would have did that. Cause guess what? I'm here. I'm thankful that I'm here. And honestly, in this instance, it's not for everybody, but in a lot of a, a lot of cases, I'll just use me as as an example. That person was just a vessel to get me here through this portal on Earth. I hope I didn't lose people there, because you know when I start talking about the portals and things, people start <laughs> listen. People start like, "Wait, what?" No, it's true. Sometimes you need. Um, you know, vessels for the uh, child just to come on earth and that child just does its own thing. The child has no connection with a parent or sometimes both parents. You see this a lot. It's not really talked about a lot. Not to say that that child does not grow up, especially in adolescence. Um, not to say that child does not grow up wanting or, you know, thinking about their parents or parents. Um, but at a certain age, you do start to realize, okay, these people were the vessels chosen to get me through the spiritual realm through to the earth realm, right? It's when we get caught up in, oh, my mother should have did this. My, my father should have did this. And now I am scarred for life. You're not scarred for life. What now is happening is you're coming into your own and now you need to pick up the piece. I, I don't want to say pick up the pieces. Now it's your chance. Now it's your turn to run this marathon and do what you need to do. Because you have come to earth through the portal. Okay. So I truly feel when our master, when he said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Pointing to his disciples, 
He said, here are my mother and my brothers. He pointed to the disciples. Mind you, these are people, they're not related by blood. They weren't, he made them the disciples, meaning the people that you have in your life or you will have in your life. Because I, rem I know that a lot of people come to this channel, you're fresh out of the MPD cycle and you know, you're trying to navigate. But I can tell you this, the Messiah himself, he pointed to his disciples, meaning the people that he was teaching and his friends. He said, here are my mother and my brothers. Why? Because they do the will of the most high. So I can guarantee you that God will send you people that are doing the will of the most high that will become your brother, that will become your sister, your mother. That will become your, your, your guide through this life, your destiny helpers. There's people out there that we have not even met yet that will become our family. <laughs> can we, can we rejoice for that? We don't have, we're not going to be dealing with toxic dads, toxic mothers and, and crazy cousins and pedophile uncles and aunts. We're not going to be dealing with that a lot for forever. In fact, that is over and done with. Now we're on to the next chapter where the most high God is going to send us people who is going to minister to us, who's going to be our friends, our disciples, people that are going to learn with us, people that you can learn from, people that are not just taking, taking, taking. Those will be your brothers. Those will be your sisters, your grandmothers, your granddads. Someone doesn't have a granddad. Guess what? You know, somebody in the, um, I remember I used to go to a laundromat and this, I mean, this guy, I mean, he was old enough to be my grandfather. I mean, he would talk to me every single time, um, that I would go to this laundromat and, you know, we just always just talked, just talked like how a grandpa would do his granddaughter. You know, you're going to get these pieces from people. And I'm here to tell you that on this channel, you're learning how to pick up these signs, pick up these spiritual nuggets where you're not going to feel so down. You're not going to feel so depressed because you know, spiritually, this might not even be a person who is fit to be my mother or my father or my uncle or aunt or grandpa. They're not, they might not even be fit. And just because we're related, it doesn't make us family. It doesn't make us family. Now, does that mean, you know, we're at, we act nasty to them or we, you know, we have an attitude? No, it does not mean that not, not in the least, because we are called to not only, you know, we endure, but at the same time we forgive and also at the same time we know that we're not going to go that route and we're not going to be fooled over and over again into um into willingly letting people abuse us okay so i just you know put a one in the chat if you can relate to all of this i don't just i don't want to be you know <laughs> Put it one in the chat if you're listening to me on, even if you're on Spotify or, you know, give me some comments in our Apple podcast. Give me some comments in the, in the chat there. 
or under the post if you're on the other Spotify streams. Now, I wanted to also tell also tell the followers and everyone that some people, you know, will set out, and this is in families, they will set out to sabotage you. You ever had a family member who doesn't want you to succeed? They sabotage your success at every angle. And guess what? If, if they can't sabotage your success, then they will make it so you don't have money for yourself. For example, they're always asking for things and they'll make it seem as if it's an emergency. It's really, you know, but it's really not. They're just, the goal is to take as much as they can from you that you're left with nothing. And in the long run, you have to ask them for stuff. That's the goal. Then if you don't give them what they want, they guilt trip you. <laughs> How many of you have, have, have had an, a narcissist parent who feels as if they feels as if you owe them for deciding to birth you? Oh, I put a roof over your head. Okay. You're like, yeah, you did what you're supposed to do. As a parent, you're supposed to pay for things. As a parent, you're supposed to have provide stable shelter. You're supposed to provide dinner, hot meals, clothes. You're supposed to provide that as a parent. And then when you get older, they're like, I took care of you. What? You did what you're supposed to do as a parent. And now you want to guilt trip me as if I am supposed to pay you back for you parenting me as if I was a burden. Do you, do you understand that? That that is so that's wrong. A lot of people have parents like this. And let me tell you, I'm here to tell you that's wrong. They are not supposed to do that because I remember a lot of, um, Sometimes you don't know it's wrong until you go to someone else and be like, wait, they did that? <laughs> you ever went to someone else's house and then you realize like you don't have as much money as you thought you did in your family? <laughs> You're like, wait, y'all have this? Yeah. I mean, use that same analogy. So although they may be family, that does not mean they have your best interest in mind. This is a hard pill to swallow because of course we want to believe that everyone that we meet, especially in our family, has our best interest and no, that is not the case. All of our family does not have the, our best interest in mind. They do not. Sad to say. And of course, it should not be this way. And if you do have a family that, you know, you come from a good family that loves you, of course, no one's perfect, but you know, they, they this right here does not apply to you. Everything that we're talking about now. Oh my goodness. Can you just, can you please give the father in heaven a, a thank you? Give him a big thank you. So, and, and really say, you know, I, I realized I didn't know how bad 
Some people have it. Some people don't have a relationship with their mother. Some people don't have a relationship with their father, their grandmother. They don't even, they don't have, you know, extended family. Everyone's torn apart. A lot of people don't have that. So when you are, when you do have a family that is um, decent or, you know, good, that is awesome. That is awesome. And please do not take that for granted. Okay. I wanted to give you guys another scripture in Matthew 10, 37. I thought this was profound. This is what our master said. He says, he that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Do you guys hear that in church? I don't hear that. In, I don't hear. I'm going to do a whole different special on churches and the prosperity doctrine that they're pushing. It's taking away from the true word and it's causing a lot of problems. It's causing a lot of people in stuck in the, the wrong relationship because they're being guilt tripped by the church. It's being, it's, it's causing, um, Families to just go ahead and abuse each other because they're quoting Bible scriptures. It's bad. But let me get back to this verse. He says, he that loves father or more, mother more than me is not worthy of me. This is Jesus of Nazareth talking. And he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Wow. Is it? Isn't that like kind of um, harsh? Mind you, this is in Matthew 10, 37. You know, I always, um, I like to listen to the Bible on audio at night. And for the past few months, I have been on a Matthew 10 binge. And so I always get to that point, that part. And I'm like, why, why would he say that? Why? This is such a strong statement. And I'm like, aha, I get it. A person that loves toxicity makes an idol out of their family. Let me say that one again. A person who loves toxicity makes an idol out of their family. Okay, let me explain what I mean. When you put your family, some, your toxic family for some of us, when you put them first, in turn, you put those people above God's word, thus making them an idol in your life. This is why our master says, if you love your, you can love your children, but not more than God. You can love your sons and your daughters, but not more than God. You can love your mother, but not more than God. Meaning you have to obey the word of God first. And if you have a toxic family, you can love them from afar. I hope everybody's understanding. I just found that, I mean, profound because 
it's a hard pill to swallow. He that loves father or mother more than me, what do you mean? More than he that loves your you love your son more than me. That means you're not worthy of me. You're not worthy of the Messiah. Is he saying don't love your children? Of course not. But when you love something more than God, you make it an idol in your life. And what are what's part of the ten ten commandments? Do not have any idols. Now, if you have toxic family like a lot of us do, you love them from afar. You're not you. I'm, I mean, if I'm getting the feeling that I'm being mistreated, I'm being gaslit, used by even my mother or my father. And, you know, they're manipulating me, triangulating me between my sisters, if I had any or anything like that. Okay, I love you from afar. I'm not going to hold a grudge against you. I'll pray for you. But I refuse to make you an idol in my life by compromising to your toxicity. I refuse to make you an idol in my life by compromising to your toxicity. I refuse to be a willing punching bag. I refuse to be an emotional garbage can where you can just dump your emotions out on me. You call me, you don't ask how I'm doing. You just, as soon as I get off the phone, hello. Yeah. Do you know this happened? This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Okay. Bye. Click. You don't get a hi. Are you okay? Are your children okay? How's it going over there? And if you do get it, it's really shallow and they're back to talking to themselves. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be your emotional garbage can. I'm not going to allow myself to be mistreated. I'm not going to. Because I have to answer to one maker. And it's not you. See, you have to begin to acknowledge that, you know, acknowledge the pain that you're going through. But you also have to confront the manipulation because it leaves a mark, a soul fragmentation. It leaves a mark on your soul. We talked about how a soul frag is a tear. It's a, it's a trauma to your physical or your emotional that seeps in to your soul. So these scars are real. This is, this is real stuff, but it does not define you. Okay. And a lot of this comes with, um, establishing boundaries where you can say, okay, I can be comfortable in saying no, I'm comfortable in my no. So I can say, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there with you. And I won't be thinking about it, you know, 10 days later, I should have did this. I should have did that. No, I'm good with what I said. I said what I said. The answer is no, I'm not going to be tormented by you. I'm not going to be your punching bag, your emotional garbage can. I'm not going to do it. You establish that boundary and you're saying no to the toxicity from the narcissist and from the self-doubt. You can't doubt yourself also. That's how you reclaim your identity by realizing that that's their need for control and it shouldn't shadow overshadow your needs. Y'all going you're going to have to listen to this again.
listen to this again. This one, I'm, because it's so hard that um, this time of year, people are committing. I don't know. I can't say the word on YouTube on this channel. People are offing themselves at an alarming rate because of the holidays. They're seeing people with their family for the holidays and they want that. They're missing this, their mother or their father or aunt. They're missing people. And, you know, they're thinking of scenarios in their head and they're saying, it should have been different. It should have been this or that. Guess what? It wasn't. And this is our chance. And I'm speaking for myself too. Because, you know, I don't want to come up here and just, you know, try to, you know, tell you things, especially with this one, things that, you know, I have not experienced. This toxic family is an opportunity to see what it is. And a lot of times the most high God will open our eyes and say, Look at what you have here. You have a generational curse on this family. And this is what you want to act right? No. I want you to sever yourself, cut yourself off, and you have new disciples. You have new friends. You have new family, according to Matthew in the verse um, that we read. Who is my mother? Who is my father? The ones that do the will of God, those are my brothers and my sisters and my mother and my father. I'm telling you, this is real. Listen. Oh, goodness. And even if, you know, it's so many of us, and I say us, it's so many of us that are, when you are a chosen vessel, a royal priesthood, Someone who says, I'm not going to be a part of this world anymore. This world has absolutely nothing to offer me. And in fact, I'm the one who has stuff to offer to the world. You have to look at yourself like that. You have to look at yourself as the light in this dark world. You have things to offer. That is why you're outcasted. That is why you're talked about. That is why when you go places... Why do people look at you this way? Because you're different. These beings inside of them, they know, they know people. They know who you are. Just like how the Bible says, okay, you can be entertaining angels, unawares. You think the kingdom of darkness doesn't have their demons that we can entertain too? It goes both ways. We can't forget about just how we have a kingdom of light. We have a kingdom of darkness. We live in a system that there is duality here. And, you know, it's not that, um, of course, I'm not trying to put fear in anyone. It's the fact that we have to be aware of what we're dealing with. And the more information that we gather, the stronger that we are in the spirit. Because every day, this is spiritual warfare. The battle is the Lord's. But in Jeremiah, what also does the Lord say? What does God say? He says, you are the battle axe. <laughs> you are the battle axe. You are the weapon of war. It has to come through you. 
So around this time of year, people are really sad. People are really depressed. People are really just, I mean, an emotional wreck, especially after dealing with a narcissistic relationship. And I just, listen, I did a post today about, um, you know, the, the fake relationships. And I did a post saying that, you know, around this time of year, you're going to find, you know, the new supply, you know, buying the matching pajama sets, taking the pictures, acting as if there's a happy family. Notice that I said, you find the new supply doing that. You don't find the narcissist buying any of that. The narcissist is just in for the ride. <laughs> Remember, a lot of times that new supply is out to target you as well. And I found there was a really good question that um, one of the people on my Facebook posed a question. They were like, oh, you know, why laugh or poke fun of the new supply? Um, you know, they, you know, it's really about the narcissist. And I said, you know, that's a good question, but you have to remember majority, I would say majority, you know, there's every case is different, but majority, I would say even up to 80% of the time that new supply, they knew about you, but you didn't know about them. So they would be around that narcissist behind your back. They listened to the smear campaign. They got all big headed and thought, that they were different or better than you. They started a secret competition that you as the old supplier know nothing about. They knew about you. You didn't, most of the time you didn't know about them, but they already knew about you. So this is why I have no, you know, I don't really have sympathy for um, new supplies or anything like that. I say, oh, they didn't know. Listen, I would say 80 to 90% of the time they knew. They knew. They knew about you. They knew the narcissist was in a relationship. They sat there and listened to a smear campaign about you. They look you up, look you up, look up your pictures and all of that. They do know. And then once, let's say if they didn't know, once they're in with the narcissist, they're still doing the same thing. They didn't leave. This is especially the case if they found out the narcissist was married. They didn't go anywhere. They, they were right there fueling that smear campaign, talking about you as well. And now they have to put on a show as if they're in a happy relationship. So what do they do? Especially around this time of year when everyone wants to um, do it for the gram, I should say. <laughs> they are flaunting and, you know, doing their Christmas fake family thing. And, you know, we have some of these parents who haven't seen their children only but twice this whole entire year. And they will pop up around the holiday season as if they have been mother or father of the year 2.0. Why? They want the attention from everyone saying, oh, look at the family. Oh, they got so big. Look at the kids. They look just like you. Oh, that's so nice. You're such a good mother. You're such a good father. Oh, the pictures look so good. You guys look so happy. That's all that is. They want the fuel from that. They want the fuel from it.
They don't really care about the kids. If you cared about your children so much, why do you only see them or you only pop in twice out of the year? <laughs> Four times out of the year. Do you know the pain and the suffering and the amount of money it takes to raise children? And you want to pop in twice out of a year or even twice out of a month for that. It's insane. So around this time of year, you will see the new supply trying to fake the funk with their relationship with the demon. I mean, narcissist. And I just want to tell someone, you know, don't even get in your feelings about that. This is all a show. This is all a show, especially when they know or if they even have an inkling of a thought that you as an old supply are watching, oh, they're going to up the ante on this show. They're going to, I mean, the circus, the clown shoes, the big red nose is going to come out. All of the, I mean, all of Ronald McDonald's and their friends are going to put on a huge show just for you. The look how happy we are show. The you were the problem show <laughs> brought to you by fake pictures, fake happiness on Facebook. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't fall for the fake family. And this time of year, hey, if you're dealing with toxic family, toxic individuals that you finally got out of your life, how about this? How about we start our own traditions? How about that? Every year, let's make vanilla cupcakes. Every year. You are, if you're on, you, you're on keto, keto diet, let's make every year. How about this? We will make, um, ooh, what about some bacon wrapped jalapenos? with the cream cheese or the pimento cheese inside. Hey, if you don't eat pork, you can do this with, tur with turkey bacon also. Hmm. We shall see. Throw out some other suggestions. We need to make our own traditions every year around this time. And I do have, do you want to know my, my tradition? This whole December is a, I celebrate Hanukkah, which is uh, we're celebrating now in my household. My, as as you can tell, it's my household that I said I'm not, you know, <laughs> with any toxic family, okay? Because I refuse. Look, you cannot. I'm not going to have you ruffling up my feathers and trying to insult me. But I do have a December um, thing that I do where the whole month is focused on doing something good. I mean, you know, more than that you would, more than what I would usually do. So it would be a lot of, a lot of giving. It doesn't have to be much. I mean, you see someone homeless or, you know, just go get them a meal at the fast food place and just give it to them. Or you see someone that's scraping for change, just give them the dollar. I don't know. But just as long as you're, you know, just giving more than usual. That would just, that's just mine. And every year I do make these, um, it's like a fruit tart. I do like to do that every year. And I like to do just a couple of, um, Hanukkah lights or 
um, just regular holiday lights as well. That's just what I like to do. I mean, it's nothing extravagant, but it's just, it's mine. I do it every year. I, you know, you make your own traditions. Um, now that I have you guys, <laughs> I'll be getting on here and bothering you a lot more. <laughs> well, this is it for tonight's episode. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to everyone who has tuned in and has listened and has grown. And if anything, even if, even if you have just something to think about, like, Hmm, that is true. I am glad that you're here. I am glad that you are with me and that we are growing and we are getting this message out. I want to say to everyone that I absolutely love you. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And stay safe, stay narcissist-free this season, and create your own traditions. I'm looking forward to reading everyone's um, traditions and things like that. So give me some feedback. I like to to read the comments when I'm laying in bed. (laughs) All right, guys. I love you, and God loves you much more. Bye.